I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Jake and Ben, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ben, we're very excited about our next guest. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. He is a guard for the Salt Lake City Stars. They are underway. He's Zaire Wade with us here on Jake and Ben. Hi, Zaire. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thank you guys for having me on. So, Zaire, uh, you get to return home now. You get to play in front of the home crowd a couple of tough games in Oklahoma City. Uh, you've been in Salt Lake City now for a little bit. What what's this whole vibe like for you? What's the start to your professional career been like? Um, it's all been new, exciting. Um, it's been a learning experience for me, um, on and off the court. But all the guys, the coaching staff, the whole organization has been great with helping me get accustomed. So, how get a little more detail into that? How how has it been different? Is it the practice intensity? Is the travel? The guys? What what's been so different? I wouldn't say more so like the living situation. Like I live on my own. Uh, you know, I'm 19. It's my first time with myself. Uh, finding my own way to get my meal prep done. Um, and then obviously on the court, just, just you know, learning the, all the terminology that the coaching staff has and just staying up to speed and things like that. I, I did want to ask you about that because, you know, I, I know you played the AAU level. You went to Brewster, right? So you've done some very high-level. It's where Donovan Mitchell went as well. You've done some very high-level AAU stuff. You've also been around the NBA growing up your entire life. What's the G League like? Is it more like AAU? Is it more like you know closer to the NBA? What have you experienced so far? Uh, well, you know, I have been blessed to be around the NBA, but I've never played it uh, yet. So just off of my comparison, I would say the G League is more, more similar to the NBA. I mean, it's the NBA's affiliate league. Just off of being there, being around it, uh, it's very competitive. AAU is more like everybody's out there, I feel like, to get their highlights and scholarship offers or whatever. But, um, and obviously here, everybody, you know, is trying to get called up as their goal. But I feel like people take this a little more seriously. It's their jobs and things like that. So, Tell us about your game a little bit. Uh, strengths, weaknesses, What? Uh, how do you like to play? Um, I'm a point guard. Uh, I'm definitely a great playmaker. I think I um, – I think I make great decisions on getting my guys the ball. Um, and then as the floor and as the game opens up, finding my own shots, things like that. Um, really been working on just off the ball, being a knockdown shooter. Um, hit a few shots in the first weekend. Um, but then on weaknesses, uh, I really wouldn't call my physical attribute, like uh, presence a weakness, I would say. But just obviously getting stronger and applying that to my game is only going to help on defense. Uh, I am quick. I am fast. Uh, when it comes to playing on ball, getting steals, but you know, moving down more to the low post, just being able to bang with guys and things like that. Well, Zaire, we've seen it across the NBA. I mean, shooting percentages are down. You knocked down that first corner three. I imagine that was a little bit nerve wracking, but I, I, it had to feel good when it went in. 
But, yeah, man, I took a little bit because I was wide open and I, I, I thought about it, but it felt great. It was my first professional point. And um, we work on corner threes a lot of practice, so I'm glad it was from that spot. I know Coach is happy. You know, uh, as far as getting advice on how to be a professional and what to expect and all that, it's it's probably nice to have a bit of a family connection. Did, uh, did you get some good direction from your father? Yeah, man. Um, it's it's great. I think my dad, the best thing about him, though, is he, he always just, he likes to talk to me just as a father first, you know, when it comes to dealing with the mental aspect of life in general, which does apply to basketball. But just starting off there, just letting me know that, you know, he's been there before. and Even situations that I've been that he's not been in before. He, he's honest and he just lets me open up and talk about it. So just him being a, a, a ear and then obviously a voice that I respect as my dad and as a legend when he's talking about the game, just it's, it's a blessing to have. What what is this adjustment to Salt Lake City been like? Because you've lived in Miami, I assume, and you've lived in upstate New York or or, or you know in New York when you were a Brewster. What's this been like uh, coming and living in Salt Lake City and having just a totally different lifestyle? Man, I, I've been bouncing around. I went from Chicago to Miami to L.A. to New Hampshire, so I've been all around. I'm um, pretty used to having to go somewhere and adjust, but Salt Lake is easy to adjust to. Man, the city great. We in a Great location. There's a lot of things around us to do. The weather hasn't hit what they say is going to yeah. be super cold yet, so I'm still still out here enjoying it while I can with my sandals on right now. But um, uh, but, uh, but besides that, man, it's all good. You know, it's, like I said, it's a first start, new experience, so I'm just embracing it. If you were from only Miami, I'd warn you about the winter. But, but you've, have done it, have, if you've done Chicago, you're going to be fine. Yeah. We get nice fluffy snow. It doesn't get below zero really, you know, hardly if ever. Usually we get the sun's out most of the time. You're going to be fine. All right, all right. So, Zaire, you get to play now in front of the home crowd. You've been down to Bruins Arena a few times. You're going to get chances to play up uh, here at Vivid Arena where we're uh, talking to you from right now. Uh, what are those two arenas like? What the, what's that been like for you? Uh, man, I'm I'm just coming from a uh, high school gym, so any arena at all is is, is crazy to me. Uh, but I think it's more surreal. I was talking to my teammate uh, Pedro Bradshaw about this before the Oklahoma game. That you know we walked in into the tunnel and shooting around, and I was like, bro, I just had to take a moment to look. Man, I told him that I'm so used to showing up for my dad's game and seeing him go through the tunnel and things like that, and now it's just surreal that I'm doing it, and it's in the arena that it's. And here at our home arena, it's still a big, a big gym. So um, every day I just am so appreciative that I'm in this position to get better and never take it for granted. Tell us a little bit about Coach Peavy. Coach Peavy, he's the man, man. He, he, um, I've had some great coaches in the past, uh, especially last year at Brewster with Coach Smith, Coach Lee. But Coach Peavy, man, he has something different about him. I don't know if it's because he was a player or if it's because he you know, really, really, really cares about his players. But just him. Um, off the court, man, he talks to me like as if I'm somewhere related to his family, his nephew or something like that. But he always has that, that extra care. And then on the court, he's he going to be on you, of course. That's what a good coach is supposed to be, uh, supposed to do. But he, he's played before, so he understands. He may uh, he may talk to you about it instead of just talking over about it, you know. So he's a great coach, man. He, learned, he knows how to balance everything. And you're 19 now, but you're playing with some. I mean, there's a lot of men in this league, and I, and I know you're still. You've talked about getting into your physicality and, and still coming into your own. But 
I mean, Yudoka Azabuki is one of the hugest bodies I've ever seen in my life. That's just an enormous person. I know you're going to get to play alongside him, but there are, you know, there are guys who've been in the NBA for 10 years that are playing the G League. I've, I've got to imagine, you know, getting on the court and seeing some of those guys, it's going to be fun. It's going to be shocking. It's going to be a change. Yeah, man. Um, like you said, I'm 19, so these past few years of high school, me, me and my friends played 2K, and I <laughs> played with some of these guys on my 2K team. So I'm like, oh, snap, now now I got to go guard him, go play against him. So it's all cool. Um, like I said, it's just a blessing, but it's only the beginning. Zaire Wade is with us here on Jake and Ben on 97.5 and, and 1280 The Zone. And not to ask you another question about about your dad, but this one I'm, I'm genuinely genuinely curious because I feel like as a son you can really answer this question honestly. But you, but you mentioned uh, what a great basketball player your dad was, and there's no doubt about it, and what a great dad uh, that he's been for you, which I'm sure is, is true. But what kind of – what's Dwayne Wade uh, – what's your opinion on Dwayne Wade, the game show host? <laughs> man, D Wade, the game show host. Listen, listen, he's great, but you know what I mean like his personality. He has more, you know. He got more, and I know him, so he got to bring it out, man. He's still a little nervous. All the lights. I told him, like, bro, you've been playing in big arena lights your whole life. Like, what's up now? Don't get nervous. The lights on up in the in the, in the queue. But no, nah, man, I I enjoy seeing him go out there, and he's always told me that basketball is gonna end one day at some point in time, no matter how much of a career, if any, somebody has. So. The fact that he's showing me that there's more to life after being a champ, three-time champion, and all the stuff he did is just is motivating. Hey, I'll tell you, I like I like the show. I think it's a good show, but I'll tell you this: my four-year-old loves it. Yeah, loves it. <laughs> Absolutely loves it. Uh, hey, you guys should um, there's there's like a a mobile cube thing like that that my dad and them just came out with, and you can actually play the cube from home. So you should check it out. All Get right. the iPad. There out. you go. Get it out for the four-year-old. Uh, seriously, it'd be popular in my house. Hey, it's been funny watching you. We're seeing a different side of your dad. You know, I mean, he was just a killer on the floor, and of course, we'd only see him in Salt Lake City, you know, once a year and a couple times when the Jazz would play total. But it's funny to see him hanging out with the, the owner of the Jazz, Ryan Smith, and that relationship. I mean, they seem like they legitimately really like each other. It seems like they're hanging out all the time. Have you been able to hang out and kind of uh, hang out with Ryan Smith and, and get to know him a little bit? Yeah, man, right, uh, Mr. Smith. I I hung out with him one time. I'm not exactly sure when, but he's cool. He's he's young, just like my dad is uh, for for owners. So they both have the same, uh, you know, type of connection there. Same youthful energy when it comes to things like that. But I just think it's real cool that you know, uh, for for somebody like Ryan and my dad to both be in that position to share it together and just take it and go beyond with it. So he's very nice. He's very cool, but. He's a very smart man, too. So, <laughs> Well, listen, Zaire, thank you so much for jumping on the show. It's been really fun to get to know you a little bit, and good luck with the Stars this season. Yeah, excited to watch you. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, 
Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.